0: Welcome to TESO Consulting Group's DEI podcast series, Why Is It So Hard? Shining Through the Shadow of Resistance. I'm Dr. Tanya Breeland, and I am Erica Lee. We're back! Yes, we are! <laughs> We love coming back. We do. Yeah, because these do. are some really good conversations yes. that we have. I'm Tanya Breeland, And I'm Erica Leek. Welcome to our podcast series, our DEI podcast series, Diversity, Equity, and Inclusion. Mm-hmm. And our podcast series is called, Why is this so hard? Shining through the shadow of resistance.
1: In this series, we really look at just things that present us from being, prevent us, sorry, from being socially just, and free and so the goal is just to disrupt the system the status quo that you know normalizes you know racial inequality and inequity and in systems and it challenges us we hope it i know it challenges us but we hope it also challenges you to just be the change that you want to see
0: so today our focus is going to be on how success is measured Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, society kind of has a way of looking at success, yeah, Um, and it makes me wonder sometimes whether or not society has it right. That's a good question.
1: I mean, you figure like any time we create something new, like a new program or a new initiative, there are always these measures of success, like Mm -hmm. these goals, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. But are they the right goals? Like, are we looking in the right areas for determining whether or not something is working? Right. Determining right. whether or not there's success? Yeah. I don't
0: know. Yeah. You know, schools, you know, determine success based on test scores, yep. um, students' grades, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, the type of courses that students take. Yeah. And,. While that was kind of like the system that we grew up in. Mm-hmm. I don't know that it really captures fully um, what success is. Hmm. Um, it's easy to say, you know, the success is defined by the achievements that we make in life. And I guess to some extent that is true. But I really think that we might be missing out on um some folks when we think about what really makes someone successful.
1: I tend to agree with you, especially since, you know, there are so many stories of people who came through the system, went to school on a regular basis and, you know, um, didn't experience the success mm-hmm. or, you know, just didn't have the outcomes mm-hmm. that maybe they were expected to have. Maybe they want it for themselves. Um, and so I, I think I agree with you. I, I think we're missing the mark in some places mm-hmm. when it comes to what we would consider successful. Because the, the problem with that is when we're looking for a success in an era, that's where our focus goes. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. where our money goes, mm-hmm. right? That's where our resources go. Mm-hmm. So if we're looking, if, if we say, you know, test scores indicate success, then we provide money so that kids can take a test Mm
0: -hmm.
1: and then we say we're successful. And so. Or
0: money to build the test.
1: Or the money to build the test. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Or the time taken out of class to take the test. Mm -hmm. Right. All of that I think goes towards, you know, trying to get this measure right. 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 And so is that the right area to
0: look in though? Yeah. You know, so we're always looking at things from a racial equity perspective Mm -hmm. because. We are black women in this space, Mm -hmm. and we've experienced a lot in our own um, personal lives and in our careers. Mm -hmm. We've seen a lot, we understand a lot, we've studied a lot. And so our lens is perhaps different from the lens of of many people, um, and maybe many of you who are listening to us. So we often are coming from a lens, a racial lens, Mm -hmm. that is um, very much um, aligned to our experiences. And when we were coming up in school, you know, success was really measured by what white people said was successful. Sure, that's exactly right. (laughs) You know? That's exactly right. Um, And so, you know, you're talking about um, getting um, certain grades, taking certain courses, Mm -hmm. courses by the way, which in one of our previous podcasts, we talked about AP courses and who had access to Mm -hmm. them. Um, And so you were considered successful if you took AP courses, but keep in mind only some kids have access right. to AP courses right. in in many school districts across this country, and so you know if a child does not have access to an AP course um, because they haven't been able to, to get a teacher recommendation, right. for example, mm-hmm. does that then mean that this child can't be successful?
1: Well, we know that that's not the case, right. but I mean, but but that is absolutely right. Mm-hmm. I mean, AP honors it just provides pathways to opportunities that you know they may not get in in other um, in other respects. However, um, we know that um, there have been a lot of successful graduates that did not take AP. How, the challenge is, of course is the access and so how do we make it so that you know even if you don't take an A P or honors course, right? Even if you you know what the one measure of success is that I could never do? The presidential fitness test. Do you Mm. remember that?
0: Yes. I I could never pass I I could never get get that.
1: I know they do. Mm -hmm. I couldn't I could never pass it. I was like I want to be successful in gym, you know, or whatever. (laughs) I could never pass that thing, you know. And so all of these little, all of these measures, while it's important, we want our kids to be physically fit, right? But then what do we, how do we know when they've reached that? How do we know when they've reached like this space of, you know, physical um, success? Mm -hmm. I know, I remember, you know, the teacher, I remember a note going home to my parents about like my weight. And I wasn't necessarily overweight, but I just didn't, you know, they were like, you know, she's this much above the average. So at that time they would weigh you, they would, you know, measure you, they would, you know, uh, test your eyesight, mm-hmm. the scoliosis test, like yep, all that I kind remember of stuff. All of that. And so um, for me, it was like, you know, up, oh, she's still overweight, you know, <laughs> like, right. but I'm outside running with my friends and, you know, whatever, so. So then what does that look like? And we know now that there are different metrics for different bodies, right? And so um, I guess in the 70s, they didn't know that quite yet, you know? I don't think so. (laughs) But all those things, you know, so like, so when we think about, you know, when we measure success, so, but think about that, right? My mother year after year gets this letter, she's overweight, she's overweight. And my father would be like, she's fine, right? Mm -hmm. But my mom would be like, well, maybe maybe you can stop eating so much or whatever. And I didn't eat a whole lot, mm-hmm. although I still love food. <laughs> I think it started when I was a kid, but like, but think about that, right? Yeah. So what that does when you get, and you constantly get these letters that say your child is not meeting the mark, right? Right. Right. Your right. child is not meeting the mark. And, so what and does that's that do from a physical
0: perspective? Yes. That's right. just physical, right? Right.
1: right. We're not even talking grades. We're not mm-hmm. even, you know, but, but think about that you know, and on, I don't know if they still do it because I never taught elementary school. No, I never taught elementary school. I was thinking about my kids, but like and at the kindergarten level, do they still do, like how do they handle, because remember it like plays well with others, like that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Do mm-hmm. they still do
0: that? I think depending on the school district, yes. So some of them are, are becoming more um, report cards or progress reports mm-hmm. are more centered around the the academic standards mm-hmm. that states put out. So. You know, some, some districts have moved more towards that mm-hmm. as, um, you know, in terms of how they determine students' progress, um, but, but there are some that may still do that, mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. I wonder about that. Like, mm-hmm. I wonder about like, so who gets to determine
1: like what those standards are, right? Who gets to determine what gets reported home to, to what, gets, what gets reported home and the extent to which this indicates a measure of success right. for for a five-year-old, right? if yeah, you will.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, when I think about this issue of um, success, I think it's a really complex issue. Mm-hmm. So if we take, you know, adults, and we look at, you know, who do we see as being successful mm-hmm. in society? Usually, um, you know, we often find that, you know, the measure of success has a lot to do with socioeconomic status, um, zip code, Mm -hmm. pedigree, Mm -hmm. um, the type of role that people have in, you know, the workplace. Mm -hmm. Um, And I wonder how much of that really is successful, is really Mm. successful Mm -hmm. because you also see a movement where so many people who are our age hate what they're doing. That's right. That's right. They call themselves successful or though society will say that they're successful because they've attained something, mm-hmm. you know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, I would say measured by maybe material things, maybe materialistic in nature and yet they're unhappy. Yeah. They're unfulfilled. Desperately so. Um, and you see this whole movement there, you know, the, the coaching industry yep. has just, the life coaching industry has exploded, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all centered around people finding their purpose. I even wrote a book about it, you know, like <laughs> mm-hmm. almost, I don't know, eight years ago, mm-hmm. a number of years ago, because there was this big push about like, you know, find, you know being successful. Yeah. Um, and I think, I don't think we've got it right, no. because I think success puts us on this wheel, you know, what do they call the wheel? The um, hamster hamster wheel. wheel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't even sure. I right know, that. I know the wheel. You know, <laughs> it puts us on this hamster wheel where people are burned out. Yep. They're exhausted. Mm-hmm. They have no life balance. And ultimately it's like, this is what we're teaching our kids to work towards. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, work towards this massive level of success so that you can buy the house on the hill, you know, with the picket fence and the you know 1.2 mm-hmm, kids and mm-hmm, the dog and mm-hmm. you know and you've got you know four cars and all these things you, you may or may not be able to afford and it's like this status symbol yeah. it's like you know it's like we're almost like we're pushing children into positions and roles and and um, places in life as adults that ultimately It's going to make them unhappy, and because of that, reports
1: and referrals for anxiety are just exploding. Yep, exploding. Yep. Yep. A couple of years ago, when my daughter graduated from high school, well, she was preparing to graduate from high school. She was, you know, um, applying to colleges, and I don't remember being that stressed out when I applied. Yeah, you know, like it was just the most stressful process, Mm -hmm. and all of the all of the, the narrative that she got around college from school and from other places, TikTok and all these other, you know, social media was that, you know, um, Ivy, go, you know, go for the Ivy. And I was like, listen, there are a lot of happy people, including your mother who did not go to an Ivy, who are doing just fine, sure. you know? And yeah. so, but it was this real, this narrative and this push, especially with her. I mean, she's, she was a really good student, still is, you know, but it was just this, this um, this pressure to really kind of engage in something that doesn't necessarily it's like why is why did why is that the measure of success mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. I mean thinking about it you know I was listening to um, Malcolm Gladwell talk about you know like um, the college system in Canada and how. It's just sort of like you know, if there are six hundred students, there are six hundred spots, like you know, instead of six hundred students in two spots, you right, know, right. um to get into to school. but again, why why do we have that as mm-hmm. as the measure, right because we're you really know? competitive
0: because we're yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it's it's about competing and comparing ourselves. To to others yeah. and others measures of success. Yes. And what about the person who doesn't want to do something that lands them yeah. the big old you know check mm-hmm. or the big title mm-hmm. or the big role? Yeah. And they want to do something that's meaningful. Like if you think about, um, you know, even teacher salaries. Mm-hmm. You know, so teachers teach every profession. So there's not a profession out there that didn't have to go through the classroom at some point in their lives to get to wherever right. they're, they're going. But teachers are not the best paid profession no, out there. at all. <laughs> sadly. That's right. And it's almost like, you know, where are our priorities in society? Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. um, and then what's even worse is you think about, um, you know, legislation and reports that have come out over the years, you know, through government that talk about the state of schools Mm -hmm. and you look at the children and you look at, you know, you start comparing the children and, you know, what they are, um, you know, how students are faring on these, these, you know, standardized assessments. And we're finding that students who look like you and me Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. are faring the worst Mm -hmm. in schools. Why is that? Well, well, that's a big question. That is, that is a big
1: <laughs> question. But I think when we think about measures of success, like what if we said, you know, okay, so a measure of success is the extent to which your, your black and brown children experience academic you know, um, I don't say advantages, but like the extent to how well they do. Mm -hmm. So if they do well, you know, so so no more of this sort of, we just take it for granted that they're not gonna do well Mm -hmm. with these persistent issues. If we made it like your school is not successful if this doesn't happen, you know, I think that would be different. Even on a college level, if your black and brown children do not, your black and brown students are not children anymore when they get there, Um, But if they don't experience, let's say, belonging, Mm -hmm. if they don't feel like they belong, if they feel like they're isolated, your school is not successful, even on the workplace, Mm -hmm. in the workplace. Mm -hmm. If your, you know, um, people of color in your, in your, you know, in your organization don't feel like they belong, this is not a successful, right? So it's not that we take away the test grades or the profit margins or anything like that. It's more like, we okay, we're gonna add this.
0: But what if we did though? What if we did take those, those measures away? Because I wonder if those are the right measures. Are we asking the right questions? Are we measuring the right things? when it comes to, now obviously we want all students students to leave school Mm -hmm. and know how to read. Mm -hmm. Like that's critical in life, period. Mm -hmm. Like you need to know, you need to be literate. Mm -hmm. That's extremely important. But I wonder if the way that we measure literacy and the way that we measure, um, you know, students' success, Mm -hmm. are we doing it the right way? And are we really um, looking at the whole picture? Mm -hmm. So what we find is over and over again for decades, and it is not getting better. We find, based upon these standardized tests, our black and brown kids are doing the worst right. of all of the That's students. Right.
1: That's right.
0: Nothing has changed in decades mm-hmm. to change that gap. Mm-hmm. Makes me wonder whether we're measuring the right thing and are we looking at the whole system? Like, what in the system is creating that disparity? Between students?
1: And that's a good question. We know implicit bias has a lot to do sure. with that, right? But I also, so, so I'm okay with, with the test. I just think it's what we do with the test that gives me pause. Mm-hmm. So I'm okay with saying like, okay, like everybody take this, let's see how we do. Because it's not really testing the kids, it's testing the system.
0: So, but the students are the ones that I know. suffer. Well,
1: that's why I said, I think that. it's what we do with it, mm-hmm. right? Instead of saying, like, this is a this is an indicator of the system, we say that this indicates, like, the kids. The kid. We put it on
0: the right. kids. Right. And I think that's and then wrong. We go through this, let's fix the kids. That's right, exactly. Right. You know, which is a deficit frame that's right. of thinking, that's a deficit right. mindset. That's right. Not mindset, a def- really a deficit frame mm-hmm. um, versus an asset frame that says, you know, these kids actually are coming here with some values exactly. that aren't being measured. That's right. Like, we're not looking at certain aspects of, of strengths and assets that students bring into the school. That's never, ever, right. you know, looked at. That's right. We're basically saying, we're measuring the kid based upon these figures. Mm-hmm. And then we then tell them, well, you can go here and you can go there yeah. and you can't go here and you can't go That's there. Right. Rather than looking at the system that has created this disparity in the first place, which is where... I feel like our attention really should be. Yes. When we talk about success, let's look at the system. Do we have a system that allows all kids to be successful, whether it's measured through a test or measured in some other way? What does the system look like?
1: Right. And I think those systems that don't use multiple um, you know, measures. measures, I think they, they miss it. Mm-hmm. And I think very often they don't, you know, we don't measure, like what do students come with? We don't really do that. I True. think the system is not really set up for that. And I think we're not taught how to do that. As educators, even as leaders, we're not really taught to one, see what they come with and two, measure it. And then how do we use what they come with, right? To make them, you know, to teach them, how right. to, to interact with them, to right. create relationships. I think even the strength of the relationships between mm-hmm. teacher and students, You know, wouldn't it be great if we could measure that, Mm, you know, and say like, okay, so this kid is not connecting. This kid is not, does not have really good relationships. What can we do to support the teacher and the the student? Mm -hmm. Because I think when you talked about the deficit, the deficit um, frame or the deficit approach, I think when we do measure something, it's really about like, what do we do to address the deficiency? right Mm -hmm. we don't Mm -hmm. say like we don't measure it to say like this is how much you know better or we don't do that we really look at like what do they not have Mm -hmm. what did they not get what
0: yeah this deficiency absolutely nobody looks at that you know which then so then so then that gets you know that's not just a school issue so it ends up like you know, compounding and over yes. the mm-hmm. years, mm-hmm. so you look at certain people and where they end up, right. you know, and so you know, there's research research to support that you know people's zip codes mm-hmm. and their um, parents' education level, sure, and their socioeconomic level is a predictor in of life yes. for many people, mm-hmm. and so if we're looking at you know where. Um, black and brown students are, if we're, if we're seeing them on the bottom academically Mm -hmm. and nothing is being done to the system Mm -hmm. to change that, where do they end up when they graduate? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, and so now we've got a whole nother system that's problematic. Right, right. You know, that's creating, you know, creating a problem. Mm -hmm. We were reading something, there was an an article that, um, that you shared with us about uh, a community in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you want to talk about that a little bit because it, sure. it was interesting.
1: Yeah, it was about like in, so we talk we've talked about white flight um, before, not on this this podcast, but you know it's really more about black flight and mm-hmm. how you know there are these African American parents that are you know leaving this community um, to go to another school system that they that they think would be better, right? And so they're leaving one community in the state to to go to another essentially and they feel um, and and part of what they're responding to is this um, this this initiative to detrack the the classes and the schools and so you know, so that AP students don't just go to school with AP students. It's like, you know, we have this system where, you know, you could be um, in in the regular track or even maybe, you know, the the track designed to support special needs students and you can be sort of, you know, together. And there there are parents, there are families that are responding to that because they feel that it would, you know, impact their own child's you know measure of success
0: which is really interesting yes, to me yes now this is a community that i would say is upwardly mobile mm-hmm. and so what ends up happening here is if they are leaving this community and going into another community even though they're they're, they're black yeah. families What's happening with, well, first of all, the fact that they have the means yeah. to be able to move yes. and go somewhere mm-hmm. that they feel, mm-hmm. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's a whole other story. Yes. So we could talk about that maybe <laughs> another time. Um, but, you know, beyond that, what's happening then with the children that are left there yeah. in that district? Mm-hmm. Because that mm-hmm. district is having mm-hmm. some issues mm-hmm. system-wide right. yes. that's making it um, challenging and where they're not meeting the needs of some of the black and brown students that are in their schools. Right. And so, you know, it's like, it, it leaves a lot of questions. It does.
1: So, you know, when we're thinking about that particular community mm-hmm. and you have a group that's, that's leaving and they're leaving in response to what they think might affect a, a measure of success. The question is for the school that put or the district that put this measure into place, what do you do with your measures of success so so does this make you less successful or does this make you more successful Mm. you have a group that says we don't like that initiative we're going to leave you have a group of african-american parents like it's not somebody that's saying you know like this is a group of 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 people of color that are leaving and so so how do we know that this is successful Mm -hmm. and i think that's going to be really important moving forward you know, I applaud them for detracking.
0: Right, I, I, yes. I applaud I them for necessary. saying that's right. That's yes, necessary. That's right. Because, because we know from the research that not everyone has access, not every child that's has right. access to advanced courses. That's right. And that there is disproportionality. We talked about that in one of our previous podcasts. Um, so we encourage you to go back and look at that one. <laughs> um, but, you know, so the detracking I think is really important. Um, But there are some, I think there's some conversations that need to be had about what we're really seeing and what we really believe to be success.
1: I think that's it. I think that's Mm -hmm. exactly it. Because if we think, you know, my fear around this, like I said, I applaud the detracking, but what I fear is if a whole lot of, you know, African-American families leave, then the district feels like, oh, well, this is counterproductive
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and
1: we don't want to lose these parents, we don't want to lose these families. And then, and they you go know, back to and tracking And then they go back again, to tracking. Which ultimately right. defeats
0: the purpose. Right,
1: and, and it impacts, you know, what might be a vulnerable population. You know, right. they are experiencing a gap in achievement between their black and, and brown students. So the measures of their black and their white students So the measures of success that they're using in terms of test grades you know what they're seeing is you know what's really confirming national data that the measures that we're using is really sort of you know demonstrating like you said like are we asking the right questions it's really demonstrating these this gap instead of you know these uh, asking these other questions right as well right. you know
0: we don't and we don't really do to that get to root cause analysis. Yes, that's right you know like what is it that's causing right you know some gaps and we know some of those answers we yes. do know some of those answers yes. um, and you know those those are some other challenges but then let's also look at you know society and what society is deeming as success yeah which we're finding may not really be success That's at all. That's exactly right. You know, like, is, exactly right. should success be determined by one's socioeconomic status? Mm-hmm. Or should it be, term, be determined by one's fulfillment in life? Mm-hmm. Because a lot of the most fulfilling roles that are out there are not high paying roles. That's right. And if you think about, you know, the movement, you know, that, that was in schools many years ago around looking at multiple intelligences. Mm-hmm of students. Um, We know that students are gifted in so many different areas, but there are some that society think, you know, will tout as being Mm -hmm. far more important than something else. Absolutely. And ultimately, we're still sending this message out there that, you know, we want kids to be able to like, you know, grow up to be what they are called to be, you know, whatever that is, but yet we don't have a system that celebrates that.
1: Absolutely. Not only do we, we don't have a school system and we don't have an economic system that celebrates it. So if I'm a gifted teacher, that's good, but I'm not going to get any more, you know, um, and and I'm I'm going to have struggles. And I, and I know this just as, as teaching, you know, that salary, you know, very often it kind of impacts your, your, Mm -hmm. you know, what, what you can do, you know, your lifestyle. And so, you know, do I have an answer for that? I don't, but I wish we could really rethink what we consider to be successful. Right. I think that would be really important. It's not that you know, if you're an organization and you're you know making money, yes, that is important for you to stay solvent, Mm -hmm. for you to stay afloat, and for you to you know um, to thrive. You know that that's important. You know, but so is the health and happiness of your employees. That's that's important too. So is the extent to which you're able to address, you know, pressing issues in our community, mm-hmm. like, you know, injustice and climate change, all of that, you know, that's important too. So all of those measures are necessary for success as, as well.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's so much more that we can cover yeah. with this topic. And I don't even know if we've like come to a solution really, mm-hmm. because this is so complex and it really does boil down to like the economics in Mm -hmm. our society Mm -hmm. and capitalism, you know, which is a whole nother capitalist society. Right. So, you know, you know, when I, when we, we often like to end our podcast with kind of like, you know, if you try this and do this, I mean, the most I would say is if schools would begin to rethink education and rethink why we have this disparity, Maybe that could make it not so hard. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. I think maybe. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some work to do. We, do. we do. We do have
1: some work to do. Yeah, we'd yes.
0: love to know what you think about that. Yeah. You know, give us some feedback. Um, follow us on our social media. Send us some messages. We would love to be able to interact with you around this topic. Yeah, I'm Tanya. And I'm Erica. And we're happy to that you joined us today. We hope that you'll come back and follow us on Um, our social media and watch us again.
1: We hope to see you soon, take care everyone.